Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We continue our examination of uh, prayers on behalf of a nation. And we're in chapter 9 of Nehemiah right now. And if you remember from the last couple of episodes, uh, they have come together, the Levites have led them, and they are, as a people, giving thanks to God for what he had done. And they'd gone all the way back to the beginning with God creating, and then God creating uh, everything we see, the earth, the skies, et cetera, et cetera, all of creation. And then actually creating the people uh, out of Abram. And then they started recounting how the Lord had done various things. He led them out of Egypt while they were in the desert. He led them while they were in the desert. In verse 15, it says this now. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought water for them out of the rock for their thirst. And you told them to go in to possess the land that you sworn had sworn to give them. So they're recounting what happened in their history, what happened with their forefathers. And by this recounting and by this declaration, they're saying, Lord, we know that this is true. We know that you have done this. And this is so important because remember what they're doing. They're repenting. They're confessing because of the sins that they had committed against the Lord. Then verse 16, Nehemiah chapter 9. But they and our fathers acted presumptuously and stiffened their neck and did not obey your commandments. So that's the issue, is that there was not obeying of the commandments. Now, it's not that God is going to hold the people that are alive at that moment accountable for what the forefathers had done 500 years before. They might be bearing the fruit of that type of sin, that type of rebellion and things like that. But no, they're acknowledging that their forefathers had done that. And then they're going to get to the point and say, hey, we've done the same thing, right? And so look how he describes this, that they had acted presumptuously. Hmm, presumptuously. Uh, what were they presuming upon? Well, I believe they were presuming upon the Lord. We do it all the time, folks. We assume upon the Lord. We presume upon the Lord. And we don't think that he really means what he says in his word or that he won't hold us accountable, et cetera, et cetera. And this is sort of a negative thing because of the context here. They'd stiffened their neck. Well, stiffen their neck against what? In other words, standing firm against something. They'd stiffened their neck against the Lord. And they did not obey his commandments. Now, verse 17, they refused to obey and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed among them. But they stiffened their neck and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. So they're describing what their forefathers had done. They had seen all these miraculous things, and they'd recounted some of them right here, the delivery out of uh, Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea, the being led into a promised land, uh, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud type of thing. Uh, the provision of food. <coughs> they're recounting everything that the Lord had done for them. But then they're saying they weren't mindful of the wonders. They weren't mindful of them. They didn't take them to mind. 
They didn't consider them. That's what they were being presumptuous upon. They were being presumptuous upon the very acts of God, his commandments, his instructions, but then the things that he had done for them. Okay, they're getting manna every morning. Okay, we know we're going to do that. God's always going to do that. So what? What's next? They did not take it to mind. They didn't take it into consideration the wonders that the Lord was doing. And folks, I think we do that. Man, I think we do that. And sometimes it's in the littlest things. We had a little prayer gathering here in recent days. And just, you know, a time to get together just to pray and just to worship the Lord. And it's been really uh, exciting to see what we would call the answers to prayers, the response to the prayer, how God has moved to that. We do well to be mindful of this, okay, to remember it and not to do what they did. They stiffen their neck, and they stiffen their neck to the point that they decided, hey, we don't like it out here. This is crazy. We're sort of missing those leeks and the garlic and the onions. And so they appointed a leader for themselves to return and go back to Egypt to the slavery. Because you know how man is. Man sits and says, oh, well, the grass is always greener on the other side until you get to the other side, and all of a sudden you realize, well, maybe we need to go back and do this. That slavery wasn't that bad. They're just acknowledging this, folks. Now, verse 17 continues. But you are a God ready to forgive, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and you did not forsake them. Look at what all is said in that last part of the thing. Look what they declare about and what they just say, God, we know. You are a God, and we know you're ready to forgive. Now, you don't want to presume upon that. They've already talked about that. You don't want to assume upon that. You don't want to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to commit this sin. And particularly in the life of the true believer, remember this, the only reason that we sin is because we step outside the abiding of the Lord. We're studying that right now with an online class in the Gospel of John about abiding in John 15. The only reason we do that is because we step outside the abiding of the Lord. And the only reason we step outside the abiding of the Lord and sin is because we want to. It's not because we have to. It's not because we have no other choice. It is simply because we desire to do something. And you cannot sit there and say, well, you know, I desire to do this something. I'm going to do it. But I know that God is ready to forgive. He'll forgive me later when I ask him to. Boy, you better be careful of that type of presumptive attitude. But the truth is that we know that God is ready to forgive. We know that God is gracious. We know that God is merciful. Look what else it says. We know that God is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And we know that God did not forsake them. Okay, even when they were doing all this, our forefathers, even when they were uh, electing this leader and stiffing their neck and wanted to go back, we know that he did not forsake them. And you say, well, what does that have to say about this situation right here? Well, remember what was said, okay, that it's not too late, okay, that it's not too late, okay? Quite often people think, well, it's too late for anything to happen, you know, I don't know if God would dare do anything at this point in time. No, 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 no. We can know. We can know that the Lord 
is slow to anger. We can know that he is merciful, even in the situations that we're in right now, and that he's abounding in steadfast love. Not just love, but love that is steadfast. Not a limited amount, but abounding. He did not forsake them. He will not forsake us. So just think about this. This is the last part of the 17th verse of Nehemiah 9. It's a great thing. Let me read it one more time. We'll be done. Remember this to the balance of the day, okay? God, you are ready to forgive. God, you are gracious. God, you are merciful. God, you are slow to anger. God, you are abounding in steadfast love. And God, I know that you will not forsake me. Is that not a great prayer? I think that's something we can grab a hold of right there, regardless of where we are in life, and be strengthened and encouraged by the word of the Lord. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, as always, if you can, pass the word about these times together. Uh, share it in your social media, email and Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of good fun stuff, okay? But it really does help. Every time I mention something like this, we get a bump in the number of people that are actually downloading the podcast and streaming it <coughs> and things like that. And so word of mouth is the best way to find out about such things. So I thank you and I'll see you again next time.